Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs. I am very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. And of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisor committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So for all of our returner listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We truly do appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide some insight, some helpful tips, suggestions, and to showcase the different voices of the Brotherhood in a hopefully entertaining fashion that will keep you coming back. So today's guests are joining us all the way from the Southwest and Southeast districts, more specifically, New Orleans, Louisiana, and Starkville, Mississippi. These brothers are currently serving as vice presidents for their respective districts, and I'm very excited to hear what they have to share with us, what they have to say about certain topics. So without further delay, let's pass this over to our guests for official introductions, and we'll start with Madeline. Hey, my name is Madeline Lee. Uh, I'm a fall 2019 initiate of the Epsilon chapter at Mississippi State University. I am pursuing a double major in music and political science. Uh, I'm a manager for the famous Maroon Band, and I'm also serving as the president of my home chapter. Uh, I'm an oboist, and I am currently principal oboe of the Mississippi State Wind Ensemble. I perform with the Starkville Symphony and the Corinth Symphony. I'm interested in nonprofit work, political and legal advocacy, and public policy and administration, but I hope to keep music as a huge part of my life always. I love that. Very, very powerful. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Madeline, for that uh, introduction. And we'll go over to Saren. What about you? Hi, everyone. My name is Saren, and I am from the Road Chapter of Tulane University in New Orleans. I am a senior majoring in music and math. I am currently serving as the vice president for programs in the Southwest District Council and also the vice president of membership for my home chapter, Row. I am originally from Chicago, Illinois. I love living in Louisiana. Um, I was initiated in spring of 2018 as part of Capaline at Tulane. I am playing tenor saxophone and marching band this semester, but I also play flute and oboe for concert band. And I am looking forward to going to law school next year. I don't know where, but I'm very excited. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what's that last part? You're, you're looking forward to going where? I'm sorry. Um, law school. I'm, I'm applying right now, but oh, right. amazing. Amazing. Okay. Well, so thank you both for those amazing introductions. Um, definitely things that I didn't know just even with those introductions. So I'm excited to learn more and for our audience to learn about you both today. So, uh, and the interesting fact that I just learned that you're both from single letter chapters, correct? All right, Epsilon and Rho, is that correct? Yes. Fantastic, okay, very cool. So we'll start off this interview with, I would, I would say a pretty easy question, but it may get pretty deep. Feel free to share as much as you would like to. Just wanted to know how the month has been so far. So we, we're, we're, we're recording this on the 1st of September, but overall, how was your August? 
Um, yeah, it has been good overall. Tulane is doing hybrid this semester. So, but like all of my classes are happening in person, including marching bands. So it is very exciting and fun. I am also the campus resident advisor in um, so it is a lot of like reaching out to students. I get to hear a lot of stories and their concerns. And it also honestly helps me becoming a better leader too, because I just get to understand more students. And um, I'm taking three math classes, but as a math major, that is to be expected. But next semester, I'll be taking more music classes. So August is like too bad. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Madeline, what about you? It's been good. Um, I moved in a few weeks ago. Um, most of my classes are in person. I actually have one class completely online. Um, it's an Italian class, so we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> um, we have finished our second um, week of classes. We're going into our third. Um, and we had our first chapter last week. And it was just so, so good to see my brothers again. Um, so refreshing. I feel like I really needed that. Um, I know the VPs have been having some some Zoom calls this month. So it's been great to see them. But um, it's just really awesome to see all the people that I really got to bond with last year. Because when we said goodbye at spring break, we really had no idea that we wouldn't see each other again for six months. So it's been um, kind of a whirlwind of emotions. We started rehearsals for the marching band and for the wind ensemble. And oh, it is just so good to play with other people again. That's what I've really missed this whole time. Yeah, yeah, very, very good stuff. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that um, because I, I was on Twitter today and I had a friend of mine who uh, retweeted a photo and the, 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 uh, the challenge or the, the, the theme was a photo of yourself in January, 2020, not knowing what was about to happen. And, you know, sometimes I, I hear, and I, I think about, I put myself, myself in, in your shoes. It's like, you know, spring break and you're at that time period where you were all having fun, you know, you were maybe getting a little bit tired of each other and, but not knowing what was going to happen. And all of a sudden you don't see each other for months on end. So I can only imagine how powerful it is to see each other and therapeutic it is to just be there with one another. So um, I'm very glad and uh, very glad to hear that you both have had a, a good August so far. So my next question for both of you, um, we're going to kind of take a step back in time. I wanted to hear a little bit more about how you got involved in KK side. You know, I don't think that I can answer this question without giving a little bit of, of backstory. Um, I first learned about KK Psy in probably like the weirdest way possible. Um, it was about a month or so before I moved in for my freshman year. And my mom and I were sitting in a Dairy Queen parking lot. And I was like, so scared because I thought that I wasn't going to find anyone in college that I wasn't going to be involved because I had come from like small town in Mississippi, um, small high school kind of rural. Um, and I, it was an everybody knows everybody situation. Mm -hmm. So I was scared that, you know, coming to this place with more people than my entire town, that I would not be able to find my community and find my people. So she said that she had been seeing um, these ads for KK Psy on the, the band's website and the band's social media pe like page. And I was like, mom, I, I'm not a, a Greek life person. I'm not going to do that. Like never in a million years. Yeah. So 
Fast forward, <laughs> and I'm fitting band members for uniforms, which is um, one of the manager duties for the band. Mm-hmm. I was talking with another manager about how I really enjoyed being a, a manager because I liked being able to help make music happen in a different capacity um, from behind the scenes almost. Um, and Becky, who was one of the brothers of Epsilon, she overheard and encouraged me to come to some of the recruitment events. Um, and I learned more about what Cy did and was interviewed by the chapter to determine bids and Honestly, I just felt so at ease talking to them. I felt like I had found a home already because they already were involved with the things that I wanted to be involved with. They were people that I wanted to become and people that I wanted to see myself associating with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I realized that in that moment, like the first few times that I talked to the chapter that I had found a group of people that I wanted to serve with and pour into and even more importantly, a family atmosphere that I wanted to perpetuate in any way I could. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very, very cool. You know, I'm surprised not to hear anything about free food. I'm sure that was probably somewhere along the line, there was some free <laughs> food too. But I mean, at the end of the day, like it, this, it's, it's so reflective of how so many of us wanted to kind of continue that aspect that was so important for us, that service aspect or that kind of giving back in a way. So it seemed like, it sounds like it was a natural fit for you. Um, Sarah, what about you? How did you get your start with KKSI? Um, so my first semester at Tulane, I was part of color guard section. So we were in like a really tight bubble. So everybody in color guard was pretty much only hanging out with each other. So like at first, like I wasn't very socializing much with like other band people, like instrumental people, yeah. but, um, Kappa Kappa side chapter actually had like, we actually had free food. We did, de- we decorated cookies and I went to their social meeting and I got to meet like a bunch of other band people who were so cool to talk with they're really um they're so empathizing understanding very open so I kind of started like loving them so I started like attending their um recruitment events which definitely involved free food all the time and like games and also some service projects like cleaning our music closet and like also like painting the field and some Q&A sessions so like that was like like that was when I decided that like I have to be a brother of this organization so like here I am like I'm serving for my chapter and I'm also serving on the district level which was like the first time that has ever happened in our chapter so like yeah that's awesome very very powerful and you know it's 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 cool to hear that as well just because I think you know you have the aspect where you're trying to find a place to call home and there are ways in which we can I guess we we assess certain groups and I will say when I first saw KKSI I was like I don't know what this is about, but I don't think I want any part of this. And it really wasn't until I saw not only the work that they did, but the camaraderie that like fellowship they shared. And in a way I was like, I I want this. But I think that the really special thing, especially during these times where we've spent so much time apart or for some schools and universities, uh, chapters who continue to be apart is kind of reflecting back and asking like, how did I get started with this? Because sometimes like we're just full steam ahead and we're continuing to serve and give back. And we forget like, how did I get started with this? How was my first uh, recruitment event or how was my, my, my um, ritual experience and kind of taking the time to reflect and, and kind of giving some appreciation, gratitude to those moments. Um, So very cool. And I, I did have a quick question for both of you. What is your, 
your shorthand for KK Psy. So like my home chapter, instead of saying Kappa Kappa Psy, or instead of saying KK Psy, we say Psy. What is, what is your shorthand? Um, here we call it just K-Sai. I know it isn't the most proper term, but yeah, it's for short, just K-Sai. Yeah. We just call it Sai. Okay. Like your okay, very cool. Yeah, because like, you know, even, even in my, in the home district, I hear a lot of people who say Kappa. I hear Kappa. I hear, I've heard, I've heard K-Sai. So it's always interesting to me, just kind of like locally, culturally, what chapters have, uh, have learned to call um, their chapter or the, the fraternity as a whole. So exciting stuff. Okay. So moving on to our next question here, and this may, <laughs> this may get a little bit harder here. So I do apologize in advance, but I did want to know what is your favorite thing, memory or aspect of KK, of KK Sai so far? It was so hard to choose, honestly, but my favorite aspect is the brotherhood, especially my big little relationship. So when I was only a membership candidate, I was so confused because everybody in my line found their bigs at the reveal. I wasn't able to find mine. So like, I was like so confused, like trying to find my big, but it came out that I was a twin. So I got a big brother and also a twin, like twin brother, a little shout out to my twin, Robert. So like ever since, like our family has been like really tight and we celebrate birthdays together eating meals after band and it was just so amazing um and like my one of my favorite memories with robert is performing a duet um at our chapter recital and like we spent so much time together um robert played viola and i played piano but we sounded awesome and everybody was like hey that's like a true brotherhood like good twins yeah (laughs) (laughs) very cool i love to hear that madeline what about you um I really have to say that mine is very similar. It's just the support in the brotherhood. Um, Some of my fondest memories have been um, like after district officer elections. I remember the very, before they even announced my name, before Brie announced my name, I got a Facebook notification from Marco and he just said, congratulations. And I was like, and about two seconds later, Brie announced my name. And I, I had heard about Marco from the PowerPoints that we did in our MC lessons. And I was like, oh my gosh, the national president just (laughs) Facebook messaged me. What the heck? And then immediately after, like our chapter discord just blew up. And it's, it's so incredible to see how these people that at that point I'd only been, um, a brother for about two months. Um, these people that I had barely even known, um, just support me endlessly. Um, and on that note, Sarah, I know you were talking about the birthdays. Um, my first birthday as a brother, I actually got to celebrate at NLC with, um, all of my brothers. So that was so exciting. And, um, it was definitely a time that, that I'll remember and cherish. So it was awesome getting to, to meet everyone and to, to really talk about our positions and kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, because I know that personally I hadn't talked to a lot of people outside my family before then. So it was just so nice to collaborate and support each other and uplift each other and, um, all of our different visions. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I, I love being able to hear people 
talk and kind of unpack about what their favorite part is. Because one, I think there are many things we love about it, but I think, you know, especially during these tougher times, it's, it's really easy to focus on the negative stuff or what has gone wrong. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's your decision if you want to disengage from it, or if you want to kind of lean into the positive aspects and what makes it so special. And I'm very glad to hear that you both were able to answer it so easily and you you had to find that aspect for you and I, I will say my part probably continues to be the food I'm just kidding um, I will say you know district uh, district and national events are honestly just so powerful to see we talk about brotherhood and the like the size of our fraternity I don't think we realize that size or that impact of the fraternity until we see it on a district or national level and sometimes we take for granted um kind of like you know how small our chapter is or like just like we see our chapter out chapters all the time so and, and you know and madeline like you mentioned how you know you you had learned about these individuals on a powerpoint and then you know they reached out to you and i think this goes for everybody like i'm sure if, if you're an alum if, if your chapter has learned about you these these new incoming members uh for especially for this this semester they're probably only going to ever really get to learn, meet people through virtual, maybe. And how powerful can it be to have somebody make those connections there? So for anybody listening, if, if there are people that you, if there are MCs out there or, or newer brothers that you want people to reach out to, let us know. Reach out. You know, let us know that you know, we can help them make their experience even, even more powerful and more special. So very, very good stuff. Okay, so moving on to our next question here. Um, I wanted to ask, and we'll start with Madeline then on this one, is how your experience in KKSI has shaped you into the person you you are today? Quite honestly, I haven't been a brother very long. Um, I don't even think at this point last year that I had received my bid, but I feel like I've grown more in the last year than the rest of my life. Um, like I said earlier, I was, I was so scared that I wouldn't find my community and I wouldn't find my people. But, um, here I am a year later with the absolute best group of brothers. Um, they've really been my lifeline through this year. And I'm sure that they will be lifelong friends. Um, I know the VPs have been, um, such a constant, um, force of support and of positivity. Um, you know, when something, happens and one of us is down there's always a cat picture or a funny joke to make us laugh um there's these people um these brothers in my life that have just made me bolder and braver um i remember right before um at our district um leadership conference right before we were announcing intent to run um jillian jenkins love her so much um she came up to me and she was like you're gonna do it you're going to announce that you're, you're intending to run. Um, and it's those, those small moments, those small interactions that just keep, um, telling you to keep going. Um, it's the people who, when I feel down, when I feel, um, imposter syndrome start to set in, I, I turn to these people that I respect and love so much. And they tell me you're valid and your feelings are, are so valid and they support me endlessly. So, Honestly, my experience in KKSI um, has just been an outpouring of support into my life in a time when I really needed it. Um, and it's overall made me just 
absolutely a bolder person um, and a more empathetic person. I love talking to the people in my district. I love hearing their stories and, and getting to give them a platform to share their stories. So it's been absolutely incredible. And I, I can't wait to see what the next years bring. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Yeah, so my experience in Kappa Kappa Psi really helped me become a more open and confident leader. Like, yeah, so as I have previously, like, mentioned, like, being in, like, my own section bubble, like, I wasn't, I was really shy, and I had so much hard time, like, of, like, reaching out to other people, but, like, as, like, as I became a brother, and with the support of my brothers, like, especially the ones who have been a great, like, role models, um, I have been able to stand up more and be more confident in what I'm doing and also reaching out to a lot of people. So, like, I'm really proud to say that, like, out of our most, like, recent six membership candidates at Growth Chapter, four of them, like, directly mentioned that I was one of their main inspirations to join our brotherhood. And that's when I felt like, like my KSI experience really helped me grow so much. And like really similar with Madeline too. Um, I had this one particular brother named JC. She's currently serving as our president. She's been encouraging me so much to run for this position because we have been the ones who have been most active with participating in local and national level. And we also have been like attending a lot of workshops. So like she's been like encouraging me saying that like, hey, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Please make our chapter feel proud. And I know you're going to be a wonderful leader. So like with her encouragement, like, like here I am, like I'm serving as the vice president for programs on the district level. So like my KTSI experience and my brotherhood, like really, really helped me and shaped me into a better person and a better leader. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, again, I think it, it is important for us to take a look at and start to un- unpack or Peel back the layers of how has KK Psy helped us? Like, you know, because uh, even right now, there are a lot of people asking, is the $105 or so, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? And people ask that question. And I think it's important for uh, all of us, but especially those who are serving on the national district level to be able to help people kind of talk through that. Of course, we can't tell them because at the end of the day, you get out of this experience what you what you put into it, right? So we're taking a look at both of your experiences here, and, and I'm, I'm very happy to hear that there seems to be you have that support not only from your home chapter but also from the you know the your district officers as well. And I think it's so important because, you know, me here coming from the, the, the real, real world, I can say that I have gotten better leadership development and more personal development in KKSI in my, my few short years than I do in the real world, where people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the, this kind of stuff. So when people ask, like, is it really worth it to be a part of this fraternity, I think beyond the things that we are so used to, we look back like, how did KKSI really shape me and will continue to shape me, right? Because like, you're not done being a brother uh, after you graduate. It continues, it continues. So I think it's very powerful for us to take a look at that and to really continue to let that story evolve and, and let that evolution take place. Uh, because especially right now where 
I mean, my heart goes out to all the, uh, those who graduated during COVID this last spring and those who may graduate now, uh, or, or soon in this time period. And I think they, they may look back and say like, Oh, it's not worth it. Oh, that was just kind of a waste of time. But it's like, well, you really had the support system. You had this, these people pushing you, encouraging you. And cause I'm sure both of you probably may not be where you are today. If it wasn't for the brothers of KKSI. Right. So very, very cool stuff. So thank you both for taking the time to share that. Now, my next question uh, here is going to be a little bit more specific about um, your responsibilities on the district level. So looking forward and knowing what you know now, everything that you've gone through, NLC, uh, vision setting, vision planning, goal setting, all that, and your discussions with your respective districts and, and your chapters, what would you say is your number one goal to achieve during your term as a VP? So let's say that you literally got nothing else done. If you could just achieve that one thing, what would that be? Um, for me, my number one goal would be to help more chapters to get involved beyond just their chapter and like local level. Like I know that each chapter is all unique and they're all doing well, but I wish more underrepresented chapters would share their programs, ideas and stories through their district programs so that we can build a stronger bond like with other chapters in different like areas. So and like I would love like if the chapters are also more open about their questions and concerns with their district officers, because we are here to help them. And like, we are here to give them the resource unless they actually like tell us all of their concerns and questions that we can only help them so much. It is our job to reach out to them as much, but also like it is our job to also encourage them to reach out to us more with their specific questions. So, yeah. Yeah. And I would say definitely like, you know, Kind of in line with what you're talking about is that uh, such a big part of being a district officer is being able to cultivate those relationships, maintain those relationships, and in a way, continue to build trust because whatever officers may have served and if the if if they had a good relationship with the district or national uh, councils, they graduate and then you have to continue to cultivate those relationships with the with the new officers. So I, I love that, and I think that's that's something that's going to be very important now forever will always be important so thank you for sharing that uh madeline what about you um i think that my number one goal has to be developing um a community in our district in a time where we need it more than ever um and if chapters can't do it on the district level um just on a chapter level i think that we're in a, a very unique time now where we're not only combating our own isolation, we're also having to um, introduce a new group of MCs where we're having to bridge a lot of the gaps of socialization, where there's a lot of people out there who maybe transfer students or maybe freshmen um, who are looking for their community and are looking for their home. And right now there's not a lot of um, opportunities for them to find their home. Mm-hmm. There's not the typical welcome week. There's not the typical um, socialization that um, occurs just from, from room to room on a dorm hall. Um, so the interaction between chapters um, is so key to me and bringing these brothers who may not have had a voice to um it's just the forefront of our narrative, making sure that that we are representing everyone, every brother. Um, we are 
since we represent a community of musicians, we are obviously going to be one of the most diverse fraternities um, out there. So we want and we need to hear the stories of every brother so that we can grow from them and we can build up our fraternity so that we'll last another 100, 200 years and see all of these people in the future are hopefully my children, if I ever have any, become brothers and, and share in that incredible bond that we've been talking about through this entire interview. Um, I think that we have the power um, as district officers, but also as individual brothers, just to be that light and to be that community that that opens their arms and says, you're welcome here. We want you here. We're so glad that you're here, um, which is what a lot of people who are coming in really, really need to see right now. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah, that's, I think that's, that's super special in a way. Like it just, it kind of, it reminds me of that place of unconditional love. Um, even if, you're not a brother. We are here as an organization, as a fraternity, as brothers to make this experience a better experience for all brother or not brother, like everyone in the band, our job is to help make this a better experience for you. And now, like you mentioned, it's more important than ever. And part of that experience is a place to belong, a place where you feel comfortable to go and, and to ask about what you need to tell people, the leadership, tell your staff what you need. And it's just a place for you to be able to, to be yourself, to mess up, to discover yourself. And like, just like you had mentioned, something as small as those like exchanges, those interactions uh, at your, in, on your dorm floor are so special, right? We take it for granted, but they're so, I mean, I think back and I, I'm, I'm thinking about the, some of the things we shouldn't have been doing <laughs> on a dorm wall or how late we shouldn't have been staying up eating pizza or playing games or, you know, messing with each other. And it's just so special. And you, you, you look at a community for people who are coming out of high school, especially the, the, you know, for some of our new members, um, they're, they're in, in this process of discovering themselves and what better way to discover themselves than to have this community or then, you know, or, or to have this line of communication where like, Hey, it's okay for me to ask for me to say, I don't know. And raise your hand and say, I need help with this. Okay. So I think that's extremely powerful. Thank you for sharing. Okay. So I'm actually going to throw a, a different question at you before we go to our fun questions, if you don't mind. So I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit here uh, and we'll, well, whoever wants to answer first can answer first, but I just, I'm curious, what made you want to run for district office? For me, the biggest like driving force was that, um, our chapter has been really quiet, like beyond our chapter, like chapter level. Like we are a good functioning chapter. Like we do good service projects. Like we help band. We have very tight brotherhood. But like every time when it comes to have somebody to go to like district um, convention or national convention, it has either been like, eh, okay, we're gonna send no one, or we might just send one delegate. So. Um, when I went to national, I was like really jealous of how many, like, like there's so many chapters who brings like 15, 20 brothers to the conventions. Like I know like financial thing is one thing, but I just feel like I wanted to be like somebody who like 
inspires other people to go out of their comfort zone and like step up to the next level. Um, so as I've mentioned before, um, my um, one of my brothers named JC, who is our president currently, um, has like really inspired me to like go out um, with her mm-hmm. and like attending like this like district. Um, also looking at workshops like that's when I first got to hear about what the district officers would do and that's like and I had like a spark moment like I was like really like oh my gosh I have to run for, run for this position this is for myself to become a better leader but this is also for my chapter so that they can also step up and in the future we will also have more people from my chapter running for like other positions in district or just representing our chapter beyond just New Orleans, like representing on district level and national level. And by doing so, I also wanted to encourage other chapters who might be like struggling with similar concerns that I had. So like, as I've mentioned with like my number one goal, um, yeah, like my running force was to encourage a lot of people in chapters to like, like run for like higher level. Yeah. So in a way, like, and I, I think that's that's so very special because, like, in a way, what I'm hearing is you are wanting to be that catalyst, that mm-hmm. catalyst for change, that catalyst for movement, that catalyst for growth, and it's so very powerful because, again, you you don't often get a chance to have the the opportunity to do this in life, and it's like the fact that you get to be a part of this organization and and be that catalyst, even though you may not know it right here or right here now, or even, you know, years after you graduate, but the fact that you get an opportunity to be that catalyst is so very powerful. So I I appreciate you sharing. Madeline, what about you? Um, I'm kind of, I'm in a similar situation where I had someone encourage me, um, but an opposite situation in that the person who encouraged me had previously served on the district council. It was Jillian. Again, I love her so much. I will never stop talking about her because she is incredible. Um, It was at a chapter meeting. Our chapter actually was hosting our district leadership convention. um, And she was talking about the district officers and what they did um, and how they were going to ask for intent to run. Um, And after the chapter, she came up to me and she said, I think you'd be a really good fit for VPP. I really do. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm not going to get it. (laughs) And at DLC, I think I previously spoke about this, but right before the call for intent, she came up to me and she said, my name is Madeline Lee, a brother of the Epsilon chapter. And I would like to run to be your next SCD VPP. And that just absolutely inspired me because it was this person that I had look up, looked up to so much. Um, and she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm-hmm. She saw the skill set that I had and the interest that I had in highlighting chapters and giving them um, the recognition that they deserve for all of their hard work through the year and my passion for um, communication and ensuring that everyone is hearing the message about what we do. Um, And those things, they just intersected into the VPP position. Um, 
And so I really do feel like I've been led to where I'm supposed to be. Um, I love what I'm doing. It is absolutely a joy. Um, I, I love getting to interact with brothers. I've loved, um, checking in on some chapters throughout this, um, quarantine and through the pandemic, I've loved getting to interact with people. And I think that that really encapsulates, um, the VPP position is seeing what chapters do and sharing it. Um, just being a spotlight for the things that chapters are doing. That's so very cool. I, I just the, the heart and, and aspirations that goes into wanting to serve that I, I get to hear from students time and time again. It's just like, it's, it's an, it's, it reinvigorates and reignites my passion to want to give back. Cause I'm telling you sometimes I just want to stop. <laughs> you know. So um, thank you for both sharing, uh, you know, why it is that you wanted to run. And I, I hope that anybody who's listening, who wants to run for chapter, for district, for national level, that it may be different, but there's a common foundation of going towards or, or uh, discovering your why and building your platform off of your why. And then from going there, figuring out, developing your, your how and your what, and going from there and then and, and just being able to showcase that in a very genuine and authentic way. So thank you both for sharing. So now is the time for our fun questions. You're both ready. Yeah. So this essential will be rapid fire. Hopefully I won't forget any of my questions here. Um, and again, it's just like whatever first comes to mind and if we need to go back and re-answer some of the questions, that's okay. But this will be rapid fire, okay? What is your favorite color? Yellow. I have to go with pink. Okay. What is your least favorite color? Gray. I'd say some weird, like, shades of green. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite go-to meal when you're either sad, down, or just you need a pick-me-up? A huge bowl of pho. I love <laughs> so much. Um, it is my comfort. It's everything I love in a bowl. It's noodles and soup, and it's customizable. Like, every bite is, like, individual, and chef's kiss hands down after my heart okay i i feel that okay sarah what about you i have to go with pad thai it is fried it has carbs it has the protein it is sweet and salty you know what i might as well just end here these uh pan asian uh, meals are just i'm you have both still in my heart so uh, okay so what is your least favorite food thing food item meal whatever Raw oyster. It's a big thing on the coast and I can't get into it. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay, I hate to say it, but like Madeline, I love oyster. Um, But (laughs) I absolutely hate, I do not like anything legumes. Okay. Like I don't like beans. I don't like cheap peas and all that stuff. Yeah. What up? Okay, okay. What if it comes, so even if it's cooked within the pad thai? it's okay you know what we'll stay in our comfort zone today what is your favorite candy bar if you eat candy or candy in general almond joys okay great coincidence I love almond joys 
okay, there we go. I have never had one, but now I'll have to try. What was what was your favorite subject in middle school or high school? English, hands down. I still love English. Okay. Um, math. I'm majoring it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very cool. Um. Okay. So, if you could have any pet, any animal in the world as your pet or like sidekick or best friend, what would that animal be? A quokka. Have you seen them? They are so cute. They're like perpetually smiling. Oh, they are just so precious. It's like in like a land otter, but cuter. Interesting. It's Q-U-O-K-K-A, Quokka. Look them up. You will not be disappointed. Okay, so everyone who's listening, if you're not driving, I hope you're looking this up. (laughs) Sam, what about you? Mine was actually really similar. Another great coincidence. I was going to say otters because they're just so cute. Like they make the cutest like squeaky noises and like the way they eat their food is just like a pure joy. It really is. Especially the one, the, the way that uh, Finding Nemo 2 or uh, no, I'm not Finding Nemo, Finding Dory um, made their otters. Like every time I'm just like, I, uh, I squeal a little bit. So, Okay. What is your spirit animal? I'm going to have to go with a squirrel for a weird reason. They're really indecisive, but when they can finally settle on a decision, they will like go with it. Like, like they, they're going to have to choose whether they're going to run across the road, but once they've decided they're going, (laughs) they're going to go full speed, you know? So also they, they don't seem to like humans very much, which (laughs) <laughs> seems contradictory because I'm very much an extrovert, but <laughs> they uh, they run away from you unless you have food. So, I mean, that's pretty accurate. I would say the schools here in D.C. are very, they are not scared of people. They just kind of walk up to you and will take your food if you're not looking. So maybe you're a D.C. squirrel. Sharon, what about you? Um, I had to think about it a lot, but I would have to say very basic cat. Um, a lot of people tell me that I kind of act like a cat. I think they're just really cute. They can pretty much do whatever they want to do. They can socialize if they want. They don't have to socialize if they don't want. Yeah, so. Okay, okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Reading minds, 100%. Okay, okay. Um, just having a knowledge of everything. Okay, okay, very cool. If you could get rid of one band instrument, what would that, forever, what would that band instrument be? Oh, that hurts my heart. Um, (laughs) I want to pick something obscure, but, ah. I feel like we could probably do without bass trombone. I'm very sorry to all the bass trombone players in the world. Okay. I love you dearly. I'm apologizing, but I, I feel like like we'd, we'd be okay. And you can always play normal trombone. Okay, I feel okay. Say what about you? Um, I had to also like choose something somewhat obscure because I don't want to hurt any instruments, but... 
as somebody who mildly knows how to play piccolo, I will have to say D flat piccolo. They're not used as often as the C piccolo, so they don't have to be here. They're squeaky and they're loud. And anything higher than piccolo, I say it's a sin. Okay, you know, as a piccolo player myself, I have never even heard of whatever you said, so gone with them, we're done. Okay, we're done with it. My last fun question here is, hmm, I feel like I should give you all a hard one. You know, I'm just gonna go to my, my favorite question here. You're on, a, you're, on, you're on a road trip. You're in a car just by yourself. You're driving for long hours. You're driving, having a good time. All of a sudden, a spider comes down whoop, in front of your face. What do you do? I would pull over. I say I would pull over. It's one of those, those situations where, like, you want to believe that you would do the right thing. Quite honestly, in that situation, I would probably crash into a tree. Um, <laughs> but I feel like my parents actually when I was young, they told me to name spiders so that I wouldn't be afraid of them. So I'd probably name it and then cry. Okay. 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 So I guess follow up, what would you name it? My my go-to name when I was young was Hoppy because they just walk around. Well, spiders, they're so cute. So every spider is a Hoppy now. Okay. Okay. Noted. I am going to take this, this, uh, this trick. Sarah, what about you? Spider in the Um, front of you Okay. To start off with this, every time I see a spider, I'm always too afraid to touch it. So I always suffocate them in a little plastic bag. Um, The second I see the spider, I will probably just scream on top of my lung. I cannot imagine what I would do while I'm driving, but probably crash into a tree, probably scream, probably a lot of crying. (laughs) Yeah. So I asked this question because it's always so interesting because I know exactly what I would do. However, I, I have shared this too many times and I've been called out too many times and I'm just going to withhold that response. But I will, what I, I'll say is for everyone listening, make sure you have a plan in place just in case because it happens to everybody. So if you're going to NAC, if you're going to national convention, if you're going to district convention, you're driving, if there's a spider in your car, you have a plan of action. I need you to stop and think about this. What do you do? Okay, so... Moving past the fun questions, I know I've already asked you a lot of uh, questions already and really do appreciate your willingness to speak on everything so far. I did have one last question, though. So for and we'll start with Sarah on this one. What piece of advice can you share with our listeners who would like to serve at a higher level who may be searching for leadership opportunities or just potentially want to create some positive change for their community? Yeah, um, like the first thing that came to my mind was do not be afraid to take any leadership positions or take any chances. Everybody feels somewhat unprepared and nervous to take such like big positions at first, but you kind of learn as you go. And there are so many people, like especially our brothers, who are willing to help you out and give you the resource. Mm-hmm. So like try to be creative, stay relaxed, um, try to take like advice and learn from the past, but you certainly do not have to follow everything, like be confident and carry out your own plan. But like, don't forget to stay flexible because you never know what's going to come in your way. Yeah. Yes. Flexibility is something we're all learning right now. So very powerful. Madeline, what about you? My biggest advice is 
you're never too young. Um, when I ran for district office and chapter president, I was a freshman um, and I'd only been a brother for about two months. Um, but if you have a vision and you're willing to just dive in and just immerse yourself in it, you are ready. There's never going to be an ideal time, no matter what you think. Um, if you wait for the ideal time, then you're never going to go for it. Um, the worst that anybody can say is no, or you don't get elected, or maybe you're passed over for the promotion or the job or whatnot. But then you're right back in the same position you would have been if you hadn't even tried. Um, evaluate your skills. Uh, every person has a unique skill set. Um, but I think we have to take into consideration that what you're ultimately going to succeed in doing is not just what you're good at, but it's like a triangle. Um, you've got your talents and your interests and your passions. Um, and you have to balance your triangle with, with what you're good at, what you want to do and what really makes you go. Um, and if you find those and you find where they intersect into your nice triangle, you're going to find something that really sets your soul on fire. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Very, very powerful. So, so those listening, you need to rewind to, to take a, um, another listen to these pieces of advice. I would highly suggest, of course, my piece of advice is to, if you want to be a leader is to have a plan ready to go. If there's a spider in the car, it will happen. You will save the day. That's how you show up as a leader. <laughs> so no, I, I kid. So again, just wanted to, to say Saren, Madeline, Thank you both so, so very much for joining us today. And on behalf of the fraternity and the National Council, we truly appreciate you and admire all that you're doing to promote musicianship, leadership, and service. So a huge thanks to all of our listeners for joining today. If you like this episode, then please share and suggest our podcast with another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. You know, we do this not to hear ourselves talk, but to share insight that could be meaningful for you, your chapter, whoever is listening. But we also need your help in finding topics to cover and brothers to join me, just like our guests today on the show. So if you do have suggestions, please do reach out to me at Bonco at KKSI.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.org. Thanks again for joining us on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonco, your host, and I wish you all much love today. And as always, A-E-A. -E